0: Living in Las Vegas starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome from Las Vegas, Nevada, that groovy little podcast that gives you a true first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home, the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Now your host, a man who clearly needs some kind of introduction, otherwise you wouldn't know who he was, Mr. Scott Whitney. Welcome everybody to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. Uh, Clearly it's going to be a a different kind of show today given what happened uh, last Sunday. Uh, but just a, a quick update on what we are all about before we get started in our topic uh, you're watching the longest-running podcast about Vegas that actually originates from Vegas we're gonna talk about what it's like to live here our adventures here on the strip and elsewhere um, and for those of you who are tourists or fans or are thinking about moving here we consider this show your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy we're live for our free show the first and third Tuesday of every month at seven o'clock Pacific time, it's vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. Again, vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. I would invite you to come and join us even before the show. We begin the show at seven. It's about an hour long show, uh, but we do our pre-show. Today we did our pre-show, that well, was about 20 minutes before we got started. So you can kind of watch how we get things started. Um, and then we're gonna do a post-show as we always do. Those usually go about a half hour or so. Or so. That typically includes content that we didn't feel comfortable sharing uh, during the actual live show itself. I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa, buenas noches. How you doing? Uh, I am the owner and founder of the Vegas Video Network, so on behalf of all the shows here, thanks for supporting our, our, our network. As a matter of fact, just signed a new show today. Pretty excited about that. And on behalf of, perhaps, uh, or, uh, uh, thanks for watching our show as well. Uh, also with me back is the greatest and powerful Pimpin Wayne. What's going on, Pimpin? Thank you, thank you. I'll do give you well. a little applause. There you go. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. There go. um, always good to be back. I, I had to take that one
1: vacation day, but uh, as as the as, it won't be taken as I impressed you. you earlier, as Aerosmith says, I'm back in the saddle again.
0: Look at you. And by the way, we were playing name that tune uh, prior to, and you nailed an Aerosmith Rocks tune, mm-hmm. which puts you I in a whole different. Pretty, I think what? you did 85. percent well, I'm gonna give you eight. Yeah. Uh, Nick, on the other hand, got uh, nothing right. <laughs> A little sad. Uh, welcome in the, uh, the live chat. New person in the live chat, Texas five oh five is John, who discovered us on YouTube. he Has been watching us for a few months, and here's what I like about John. Very much like my Q, he discovered us and said, "I got to give me a lot of that." He went mm-hmm. back and has watched every single show. It just—it's like that. You know, you get that first—it is that first kind of uh, a taste, and then you get that you taste. Just,
1: you need. You need some scat and lean coursing through your veins.
0: You, you got to have it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we appreciate Texas 505 or John uh, playing along with us. All right, let's get started. Okay, so uh, the topic, the main topic will be a discussion on safety in Las Vegas. Uh, clearly, given what happened over the weekend. Um, you know, I had an idea for a different kind of show, and we'll we'll do that show uh, next week or two weeks from now. But I wanted to address uh, a bit about what happened and uh, and some other thoughts about that with regards to your own personal safety when it comes to Vegas. So just kind of a quick update for those of you who weren't aware of what happened uh, this last weekend. There was a concert called the uh, Route 91 Harvest Festival. It's a three-day concert, country western kind of thing lots of people uh it's been around for a while here in las vegas well uh well attended and on sunday the last day uh about 10 15 or so somebody from the 32nd floor of mandalay bay using automated weapons automatic weapons shot these twenty thousand people 90 or 59 people were killed 527 were hurt uh, it was brutal Um, And uh, about the shooter himself, whose name I'm I'm not going to put out there, he was considered a high roller uh, within the uh, gambling places, the casinos here in Las Vegas. Uh, Many of the casinos knew of this guy. Um, He had transferred $100,000 to the Philippines a day before this event took place. Um, And according to uh, a reporter at the Review-Journal, he was, quote, Uh, was a well-known VIP gambler at Mandalay Bay. He played high-limit video poker, was paying or playing $125 a hand kind of poker. He was a type of player who would have been comped uh, for a 32nd floor suite uh, for the weekend, and he had a six-figure credit limit. I have heard from other folks in town that he had similar kinds of credits at other properties. Um, And to give you an idea of the environment he was in, I'm going to show you a map of of this environment, if you look, you'll see Mandalay Bay. It's a little hard to see in the graphic, perhaps, but you'll see an X uh, on the right side of Mandalay Bay. That's where the shooter was, and you see a big X on the bottom of this. Uh, I want to. People want to say a fairground. It's not really a fairground, but it's a an outdoor concert area. The distance between those two X's is about 400 yards. The weapons he used, they're their range was between 400 and 500 yards. So clearly, uh, this guy had some understanding of what he was using. Um, I learned about it uh, unusually. I was, I, I think Melissa woke me up probably about one, 1 o'clock or so in the morning, and our phones were blowing up. We were getting all these calls, and they're primarily coming from people in the UK who had, were awake and were aware of this stuff. So Melissa, probably what, middle of the afternoon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 10, so one, so yeah, eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. So Melissa wakes me up and I'm one of those people. When you wake up, I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm a little, I get a little jumpy and I thought I should say that she looked at me like she was pretty freaked out. And I immediately thought there was a risk at the house, that something was problematic at the house. So I jumped up kind of, figuring out what what's going on here and uh, she explained what was happening like anybody who was woken up at one o'clock in the morning we watched the rest of the night Um, How did you hear about it so similar just a little bit
1: later um, Hannah and I are kind of early birds um, in the sense that we're not we don't stay up very late I always say I don't know how these celebrities do it and people that go to these nightclubs right but uh, we were in bed probably, I think I went to bed at 10 o'clock that night, 10.30. Um, Hannah was asleep a little bit before that. And so at 5 a.m., um, her alarm traditionally goes off. And so I usually flounder around in the bed a little bit, you know, try to catch some more Z's. Um, and so I'm rolling over, and she's it's still dark out because the, the curtains are drawn and it's not very light. And uh, Hannah, my wife is she's sitting up in bench, she's looking at her phone, and she's crying. And so uh, my first thought was, "Gosh, who died? Um because she knows a lot of people and she's very connected, church and those sorts of things. And you know, I, I love my wife, but even that ASPCA commercial with Sarah McLaughlin would right. bring her to tears.
0: I actually can't watch that commercial. <laughs> so
1: uh, she makes me change it. So then, my second thought was, oh, it's probably friend of a friend of a friend of someone she's heard of that, you know, uh, kind of deal. So I, you know, I'm half asleep, and I said, "What's wrong?" And she she says there was a shooting down on the strip. It's they're calling it the biggest uh, mass casualty uh, in in U.S. history. Yep. And at that point, it's early at that in the point, they knew, as a matter of fact. And yeah. I'm still, you know, you're still processing it. And I, I just think my first reaction was just, oh wow. Um, and she continued to sit there and and go through her phone. At that point, I was up, so um, I'm a Twitter guy myself, just yeah. because the, just the immediacy of it. Yep. And I feel like it's less commercialized than Facebook. Yep. So um, I'm going through the I'm going through the Twitter. Um, which you know I went to bed at ten thirty, so my my Twitter's I still had several hours to catch up right. So I'm going through it and that's where I started to, to pick up on the details as well
0: And it was you know, so a lot of people who reached out to us You know know that we we go to a lot of events Melissa and I and our friends go to a lot of events as a matter of fact We were at Mandalay Bay less than 24 hours prior to that or over at House of Blues um, and uh, So and I knew people there uh, remind me to talk about a gal who was there who, who did a Facebook post while it was going on, because I want to talk about something there. Um, the one thing that's interesting about Vegas is that we are known as a transient town, meaning that people come and go, you know, people try their luck, and then they bail out. That implies, to some extent, that it's not a close community, because it's a transient town.
1: and you drive around, and you see everybody's got a walled backyard. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know who their neighbors are, or you only see them in passing. And their
0: drivers, I mean, their driver's license, and their license plates are still from out of town. California, Arizona. So,
1: yeah, I think it, I mean, I think that's why it's so easy to to stereotype that. Yeah,
0: and and Monday morning, you know, everybody is a little bit in shock after, or a lot of bit in shock, as a matter of fact. I mean, I had business meetings that were canceled uh, because of this event. Um, but one of the things that happened Monday morning that I uh, felt was nice was I had a 9 o'clock appointment and I was driving by the largest blood bank in Las Vegas, which is over on Charleston. Here's a video of that content. And what you see here, this is at just before 9 o'clock in the morning. These are people who started lining up uh, about 4 o'clock in the morning. And as you can see, they're lined up going into the entrance, through the complete front of that building and they're all the way into that parking lot. Now, if you watch that video, you'll see how it ends in the parking lot. Well, I came back there about 25 minutes later and that line came back out of the parking lot and went all the way down to the next block and turned in. Uh, so much so that all the blood banks in Las Vegas basically said, we've, we've got enough right now, but come back next week because that's when we're gonna need it. But that was, it was very, very impressive. House Seats Presents, which is on, uh, which was going to be on Thursday this week, won't. We're not going to be shooting that show because um, D.W. Bistro, which Bryce owns, is going to be taking food and delivering it to all the different fire departments here in Las Vegas. So it was. That was the nice stuff. I want to spend a second talking a little bit about terrorism. This was not terrorism, by the way. I don't consider this the ISIS. Islamic kind of terrorism thing. So I just want to make but sure it did, that's clear. it did take
1: them what about 15 minutes to claim responsibility? They did for a
0: 60-year-old white guy out of Mesquite. It was an actually interesting thing. There's some interesting reports on that particular thing because the the news agency that did that usually is pretty accurate. Mm. They and in that case they clearly weren't. And there was another case where they clearly weren't. So they we're starting to lose their. Respect well, I was joking
1: with someone at work that you know if ISIS could go back in time, they would claim responsibility for the Titanic. Exactly. And claim that the iceberg was a secret operative.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. So I want to I want to speak a little bit about terrorism as it relates to Las Vegas. Uh, again, this was not the kind of terrorism I'm speaking of. This was a crazy guy, and and we don't know what the issue was, and it will be sometime. I think we'll eventually learn about it. You know, it could be a gambling issue or, or whatever, but. Nonetheless, I want to talk about terrorism because it's come up before. As a matter of fact, uh, the Mitchells, Neil and Sarah, were in town last week and we spent some time with them, actually quite a bit of time. And it was, it was ironic in that I think it was Friday night, or Friday, uh, I took the day off and we, we hung out with those guys, and Neil and I were talking about terrorists as it relates to Las Vegas. And he asked me, do I really think... Um, that were a target. Now, This is before all of this happened and, and here's my take on this. From a terrorist perspective their job is a job of efficacy. Meaning if they, if they have an event they want to impact the most amount of people as possible. So 9-11 is an example of that happening. So they attacked the two things that were pretty well known for our finances and our military. Those are the two places they targeted, and, and it, was a, it had a huge effect. They also killed a lot of people, obviously, but that was why they targeted that. So there's been a lot of talk about Vegas being a high-level target, top five, they say. And I don't agree with it. Here's my take on this. So, again, efficacy is the job of a terrorist. So if I attack something, I want the most people possible affected by it. So what is Las Vegas known for? Well, there's four things, two of which I think most people can get behind, which is entertainment um, and food. Most people aren't going to say entertainment's bad and food's bad. So if you attack the place that we're into that, that could be problematic. But there are two things that we're known for that a large swath of people, including people in our country, don't care for, and that's gambling and drinking. So an attack on Vegas will won't be as efficient when it comes to America's response because there's a a bunch of people here who think, yeah, 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 you probably deserved it. You're sinners for drinking and gambling. So I don't think it's a play versus what they've done in Europe. So what do they attack? They attack transportation. They attack where people are. Attack a, I don't know, an amusement park. Imagine what would happen if Disney got hit. That would be problematic. So I really don't think... Vegas is high on their priority list as a result of that. So I've never felt nervous about being in crowds because of that.
1: No, I agree with you, but for different reasons. Okay, and that is that Vegas is—it's the world's playground. So you can say that you know, as you said, you can say that you're against drinking and you're against you know, uh, sex and gambling and those sorts of things. You can you can pull that holier than now uh, kind of of uh, routine. That you have to pull amongst the masses, but it always goes back to, and, and I said it's not trying to make light of this, but Hannah's a joke that Hannah taught me, which is how do you keep a Mormon from drinking all the booze at your party? You invite two, because everybody, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, uh, who you are in the dark when no one's looking yeah, is yeah. who you are. Yeah. Classic case example, if you remember, you, you invoked you know nine eleven. Where did some of the nine eleven hijackers stay a couple days before they carried out their oh. their their plot here in vegas yeah yeah because people want that last hurrah you know you can be against it morally but guess what people like drinking people like having a good time people like you know letting loose for a little bit yes
0: so i agree with that but the darkness what's happening in the darkness isn't the story so again this is an efficacy thing i don't think i don't think we're a high priority target for an isis attack because of what we represent i don't think this is efficient again Attacks, been that everybody believes in, transportation, amusement, whatever. And actually there if, I'll probably talk about this in the after show. It's not recorded, but I, I actually think I know exactly what I would do if I were a terrorist uh, to cause problems because it would be frightening. So here here's my thinking about just the concept of of managing a threat. And one of them is this this idea of a herd theory. I'm afraid that most people are afraid to stand out. And what I mean by that is, I forget the the phrase, but if you see something, say something, I think is the term. Mm -hmm. But I think most people don't do that. And that's because of the herd mentality. They're afraid to make waves. They're afraid to look stupid. They're afraid to seem racist. And so they don't say anything. And my take is exactly the opposite of that. If I see something that looks problematic, I am absolutely going to say something. As a matter of fact, I have. I have reported people who I thought were squirrely at airports before, and I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care whether they were good, bad, or indifferent. I was uncomfortable, and my job when I'm with my wife or with my friends is to look out for them. And I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who's constantly scanning to see What's around me? We went to Rome, <laughs> went to Italy for vacation about I don't know five or six, eight years ago, um, and quite frankly, it was very difficult for me because I spent the whole time trying to see what's going on. Come to find out, those people don't speak English, <laughs> and so I was in a place where they didn't speak English. They didn't really care to speak English. Now, of course, the restaurants, but I was, the whole time I'm freaking out, going, w- "What do I do if something bad happens?" I I I couldn't relax. Well, you know what they say. I mean, when in Rome. Yeah, when in Rome, uh, try the limoncello was basically the only thing that I liked there. And actually, the first one, that's a horrible drink, quite frankly. But the fourth one, that's fantastic. So what I wanted to talk about today are tips for being safe in a crowd. I think most people walk into crowded environments. And by the way, Vegas, I would argue, is the king of crowds. We create more crowds than any other town in the country. A show is a crowd. You got more than 100 people, you're in a crowd.
1: Yeah, you think compared to New York City? Mm. It's close. That's a I, I, think,
0: I actually think we have more shows that than New York City does, I would argue. I think mm. they have Broadway mm. shows. I don't know. Well, I, 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 I actually, I don't know that it matters so much, the semantics. But, but crowd control is important being smart in a crowd is important. So I wanted to throw a couple things that I do and a couple things that I don't do that, I, that I'm gonna do moving forward because I think it's important that um, while you may or may not agree with my, my belief on how much of a threat Vegas is, it doesn't matter. Whether this is a terrorist thing or a, a crazy guy shooting thing or a fire in the theater thing, I would like for you guys to be able to come to Vegas or if you're living in Vegas, go to a show and feel safe in these places. Again, I'm that guy who walks in, and I'm constantly scanning what's around me. So the first thing I would suggest is, when you walk into an environment, a a venue of some kind, the first thing is eyeball the exits. So see how to get out. Now, here's what's important. Most people think the exit to get out in is is the entrance they came in on. And that is not necessarily the closest exit but it's human nature to want to go back to where you came in from. Now, I'll give an example of where that would be—that could be problematic. So, on Saturday at Mandalay Bay, we were at House of Blues. Now, for those of you who have never been to House of Blues, House of Blues is actually, in essence, underground. So, if you come in on ground level on Mandalay Bay, you actually have to go down some stairs, and it's just one set of stairs for all the people who go into mat- in that place. And I don't know how many people can go in there; probably 400 or so. Actually, no, it's quite a bit more than that. Maybe a thousand. Is that right? What did you say? For a house of blues capacity? Well, say well, yeah. So I so I bet you it's somewhere around 700 dollars because there's it's also an upper thing that we don't. want really, There's a lot of people who can get down there, and they all went down there through stairs that go down. So you walk in that place and you go, well, my only exit is there. That's not true. So the first thing is know where your exits are when you walk in. The second piece is eyeball your path to those exits. It's not enough just to say, I've got four exits. Also know how to get out. Now, this is a a, a sad fact for the Sunday event. Can you bring up that picture again for a minute? So if you look at that picture, there, are, there were, I think, six or seven entrances to the event area. There were three on the strip side and three on the far side. Most people came in on the strip side. So naturally, most people think, i got to get out of here. I'm going to go out from where I came. Well, the problem in that environment is they were going out into the gunfire. They were literally escaping towards the gunfire the problem in that environment was that nobody knew where the gunfire was coming from they this had so far no away. idea mm-hmm. and it was echoing and there was there were people who were saying it was unbelievably loud there's huge echoes oh i did want to say about this is a bit non sequitur now but uh i knew i know a gal who was there who was working there and she did a facebook post saying we're hiding and she had 100 responses and This all happened in real time, obviously, and I was reading these responses and it was unbelievable how much misinformation was being dispersed by her friends. Oh yeah, there was a shooting at the Zamanity Theater. Oh yeah, there's a bomb over at this place. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. there's multiple uh, uh, gun shooters, all of which of course was not true. Freakish, just completely freakish. Imagine you're sitting there and reading all these people saying this stuff. Now, my, my whole take on that is I don't believe anything for three hours at all. And it happened. It happened on CNN and Fox and all these guys that were saying things that just weren't true. It wasn't true at all. Okay, so eyeball the exit and then eyeball your path out. Make sure you know how you're going to get out and, and the different routes to get out to that place as opposed to the way I came in. Number three. Uh, keep the communication tools, if possible. And I'm speaking about your cell phone now. You know, there's a chance that your cell phone is not going to work. But I, I see a lot of people where uh, wives hand the cell phone to the husband, mm-hmm. and and the minute you do that, you become incommunicado with me if we get separated. So keep your cell phone with you, if at all possible. Next one, keep an ID with you, if, if at all possible. Now this is a bit grim. But there are people today still unsure where their family is, or their family member is. And there is a chance that those people have, have died, but they had no ID. Uh, so there's no way to ID these folks. So this is grim. I don't disagree with that. But this is this happens a lot with wives to husband. Will you hold my ID?
1: Mm-hmm. And especially venues these days, and especially concert venues, have really crack down on what you can bring in, you know, women are limited to, in some instances, you know, a very small clutch. Um, in which case if you're trying to flee, especially when you're in a panic, right? I mean, you know, the arms get pumping, that thing's gone.
0: Yeah. So well, that's a very good point. So this is a, this is a great point for women. Actually, this is a really good point, Wayne. Um, I, I think that if you're a woman and this is probably not sexy or good or the right thing, but you should have pockets. And, those, and you should put your phone and your, and your ID in your pocket. I know it's not right, and, it's, and you're not happy with that. I'm going to say too bad. Because, just like you said, you've got a small clutch, and you've got all those things in there, and that thing gets lost, and it will get lost. Now you have no idea. Okay, next one. Say something. I mentioned this in the beginning, but there's a concept, and I actually want some feedback on you about this, is a concept about something that's considered called out of baseline. So, if you are somebody who's in charge of finding shoplifters, this term is well known, this concept of being out of baseline. That means that the behavior looks unusual. So, for example, most people I know and the research that I've done so far indicates that people who watch shoplifters can pick out shoplifters pretty quickly. And the reason is they behave out of baseline. They don't behave like regular people do. So, for example, if I'm looking to buy that widget and it's on a shelf, most people stand away from the shelf and they look at it and go, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what most shoplifters do? Well, they're right up against the shelf because they have to grab it. Well, that's out of baseline. It's a behavior that's not appropriate. So report that. Now, how does that relate to being in a concert or in a show? For example, if I'm at House of Blues and I'm watching Billy Idol and everybody is looking at Billy Idol and they're all bopping their head and they're all clapping their hands, but there's one guy whose eyes are maybe doing this side-to-side thing. He's not moving his head, but he's moving his eyes. Or he's not smiling or he's not looking around. That would be problematic for me. And I will tell you right now, I would report that guy in a New York second. Because something's not right. And guess what? Again, this falls back to if I was wrong, I don't care. I don't care. If he was just uh, an introvert and he was nervous about being alone, I don't care. I'm going to report him and then let him deal with it. Tough. Okay? Next. It's a good idea to have a meeting place after the event, outside of the event. By the way, this would be good regardless if something bad happens or not. <laughs> have, have you ever been to, I've been to uh, MGM Garden many times, 17,000 yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 17, people there. It's not hard to get separated from your group and like, well, why the hell do we meet? So the idea here is simply pick a place to meet after the event outside of the venue. So where would I do that? At? I'm going to use House of Blues again. Well, I don't know, maybe at the valet or maybe at one or the uh, Michael Jackson uh, Cirque du Soleil thing, probably not there because it's pretty close to House of Blues, something away from it, you know, the, the professionals say that you should pick a place inside and outside. So that may be more difficult to do, but I like the idea of saying, look, if we get separated for whatever reason, mm-hmm. let's meet at this location and, and decide upon that ahead time. That makes sense? Yep. Okay. Uh, next thing. One of the things that hurts a lot of people in a in a bad situation like what happened on Sunday. Or, for example, if a fire happens and that's being stampeded, being in a stampede and getting crushed. So the vast majority, for example, of the injuries that happened Sunday were gunshot wounds. But a lot of people were broken bones that happened from falling and being trampled and jumping over shit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. To protect yourself in a stampede, what you want to do is, if this is the flow of people, so this is dangerous, you know, if you're, especially if you're small or a woman, right, or if you're like a Mac. <laughs> I had to do, I had to do one joke. Just one joke. So if you're doing this, this is risky. If you're in that flow, so what you want to do is, is you want to go diagonally to the side. So this is the flow here. What you want to do, you're in the middle of the flow. You want to go diagonally to the side so you can get off to the wall. You have much more latitude on the wall. You can go both directions. And you don't have people coming at you at this side as well. So a slight move diagonally, whichever way it is. You can't go straight across. Just go diagonal like that. That makes sense? Then finally, again, this is something that I do whenever I fly. Um, I always wear... Not the long pants, but I always wear long pants, and I wear closed-toed shoes. If I'm in a plane and something goes wrong, I don't want to be in flip-flops. I'm flying to Cancun or whatever, I'm going to go on vacation. I would like to be in shorts and flip-flops, but if bad things happen, I can't run in flip-flops. Just like women can't run in pumps. So I watched, uh, I think it was on CNN, where a bunch of gals were like, we took off our shoes and we started running. But now they're running barefoot. So I don't know about you, but I cannot run very fast barefoot. And, and I'm guessing you're going to bump into all kinds of nasty shit when you do that. So again, I know this goes against the women's I want to look pretty and sexy and cute and all that kind of stuff, but wear closed toed shoes so that if you do got to go, you can go and not get hurt. What
1: do you think? Anything? Um, Those were good. I mean and even if you're in a not in a densely populated area. I mean those are good Um, Just good general tips
0: a live chat before we uh, stop with this here segment here Do you guys have any other ideas on how to stay safe? When you're uh, in a crowd, I'm I'm open to a couple things Uh, if not we'll move on to the uh, the next play Which will be have a drink on me, but I'm gonna give a couple seconds to let the live chatters kind of play along and see uh, very well thought out. From hey, Alan, good to see you again. Alan sent me. a, By the way, I, I do want to thank all the people who um, sent me personal emails and texts. Uh, many of whom were fans, are fans of the show. Alan is one of those people who sent a very nice email, uh, making sure we're okay, and and it was it was lovely. So, Alan, uh, I, I'm glad that you're here. I appreciate that you're here, and uh, uh, thanks for the the nice thing. Uh, Gregor says, "Carry a gun." Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing. Carry a gun, by the way,
1: would have done you no good in that situation. Did did you happen to see the? uh, It was either Twitter or Facebook from one of the drummers of the bands, who uh, so it made headlines because certain certain news outlets grabbed it because he he basically made a a lengthy post that said. Um, you know he couldn't believe he was so wrong. On oh, I, well, I saw the headline. that. And, says, yeah, but his point uh, So regardless of your belief on that, and I don't want to get into that But he made a very good point which was several of the crew members had concealed carry permits mm. There were there were guns that were legally carried on the tour bus yep. they did you no good yep. because at that point in an active shooter situation with mass panic and police in riot gear. the last thing you want it is to be seen holding a gun. right? Because guess what? Chances are think you're, you're going to get shot. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's an interesting thing. So I have, I will probably eventually get a concealed carry weapon permit. Partly because I can. And I want to talk about the process here in Las Vegas. Because uh, it's, it's relatively, actually, it's easy to do that. There is no criteria to do that other than go to an eight hour class. Whereas in California, you have to jump through a whole bunch of things before you can get that to happen. And in Nevada, and Las, or Nevada, Las Vegas for sure, Clark County, it's an eight hour class and then you, you, you basically get this permit.
1: Depending on where you go, I think after I took it when I first moved to town and after about six and a half hours, the instructor was like, hey, oh, you, so you, have a you guys now? tired of being here? No, I actually never, um, on technicality, I never
0: failed to uh, okay. submitted the application. So, But uh, in theory, it's an eight-hour class. Right. And and then you have that, and you're allowed to consume that. By the way, Nevada is an open carry state, which means that you can walk down the middle of the strip with an open firearm. That's not entirely that's true. Well, what's, what's, what's not true about that? Because the law doesn't specify
1: that open carry is illegal. So it's a technicality, and they talked about this. So in the in the eight-hour slash six and a half-hour course uh, that we took, they they discussed that. Oh, that's what they say. And uh, from what I remember correctly, the instructor was saying it's a it's a gray area. Open carry is not um, it is not prohibited, but it's not expressly permitted. If that makes sense. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Okay,
0: okay. So you're you're kind of caught in the middle there. Yeah. So I'm not seeing a lot of, uh, I'm seeing some nice things from the live chat about uh, what we talked about. Uh, I don't see a lot of new stuff. Uh, but uh, what I was going to say was this. Um, I was, I'm going to get one because I want to tell you guys what the process is to get one. But just like Wayne said, in that particular scenario, no value. Like again, half the people, not half, I bet you 90% of the people didn't have the first clue where the gunfire was coming from. Having a gun doesn't do you any good, and I think you're right. If you start pulling out a gun and start looking around, they are going to think you're the fucking shooter, mm-hmm. and you're and you're toast. You're done. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing works, I think, if you are threatened as a, you know, a single person, somebody tries to rob you, or you're in a, a in a restaurant that's being robbed. I think there there could be something there. Yeah, I, I'm not going to debate different this. Different
1: conversation, different time. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I and you know because takes, there's there's arguments on both sides. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. The, what I, all I'm trying to, what I want to convey here, is simply this: I want everybody to feel safe. I want people to be smart. I want people to have fun here in Las Vegas because this is a great town. We got good people. We're doing good work here on, on all the four levels that I spoke about. But I do want you to be smart. It's it's not okay to come into a a crowded environment and not be smart. And and that's our responsibility as adults. So that's, that's what I want to talk about here. That's what I was talking about today. And I hope this was helpful to you guys. Uh, thanks again to the, uh, to the live chatters who said some nice things. All right. Uh, I think that's uh, enough of that topic. Let's have a drink. All righty. It's time for a Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where we talk about a bar or a lounge or a speakeasy or other kind of drinking facility where I take a picture and I show you that picture and you guess what it is. And if you do want to guess, you send an email to where? Well, you send it to have a drink at VegasVideo Network Again, have a drink
1: at Vegas Video At one point in time we had a lower third for that. We
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, thump, there thump. it is. Thump, Thump have thump, a thump. Thump, thump. <laughs> thump, thump. Thump thump so, thump thump. Okay, so now we're gonna right now we've got a crawl on the bottom that shows the weather. We're gonna change that to Nick's heartbeat crawl. And we're gonna watch this heartbeat go up when something like this happens where we're like, hey Nick, any chance we could get that? By the way, up to this point, Nick has been fantastic. Uh, applause for Nick. Now I'm a little worried about giving him applause. But I'm gonna do it anyways, because I'm fucking I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. What the hell? Okay. So there's a number of ways that you can win this contest. Uh, do you want to try to remember those or would you like me just to rattle them off? Oh, there's a bajillion.
1: You can uh, be the first person to enter. That's right. You can uh, enter via video. Nice. You can do a, uh, a lead in video for the show. Right,
0: you introduce the show. Hey, you're watching the Living in Las Vegas podcast. I'm Dave from Poughkeepsie. Thanks for watching.
1: Good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, okay, I've tapped out. Did you do
0: first correct entry?
1: Yeah, that was the very first Uh,
0: thing. Intro video. uh, Mm -hmm. If you're in the live chat. Oh, of course. You get an extra one. I feel like you did. So correct entry. So correct entry is one. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are in the live chat, if you do a video guess. Or an entry. uh, The first correct intro intro or intro video. That's the way. Five ways to win. Okay? All right. This, now, here's the cool thing about this. You can win multiple prizes. Really? That seems fair. Do you remember what you can win? I know you've been away for a little while. You may have forgotten a couple of things. <laughs> oh, You're out during vacation. Uh, tell people, uh, hold on, what's my, um, that's what I needed. some good music for that. We'll go with, um, we'll go with this. What can they win? 83 days, folks, 83 days.
1: And you and the family will be gathering around the Yule Log. What will you be listening to at that time? How about Christmas acoustic? Christmas acoustic, 2, or if you're feeling a little funky like we are right now, some Geek jazz a Nice. Put it on, the kids will just, oh, they'll love it. It'll okay. be better than Santa. They might, you might not even need Santa to show up at that Santa point. Santa is a girl. Get through those he probably has a Mac. Next. Next up, hey, you know in 83 days what you could give someone underneath the Christmas tree? Only the best gift ever, and that is the Vegas Video Network Visor. Not available in stores, and this is not a limited offer. Their only way to win these visors is through this opportunity. Give that special someone the gift they want and the gift they deserve this holiday season. The Vegas Video Network. It's not an iron on,
0: iron-on, by the way. This is that's embroidery. embroidery. That is full embroidery. We're not messing around. With that. mm-hmm.
1: And that's craftsmanship that you just don't find. That's Except right. for you know Filipino sweatshops anymore. Finally, uh, hey, you know what? is it still kind of, kind of? it's getting chilly outside, and you want a little of that warm Christmas spirit right now. How can you get that? Scott Whitney can Save take you out, you can order yourself a little cocktail, maybe some Crown Royal like is being demonstrated here, and that will just warm you up inside, and you know what?
0: You won't need to wait those 83 days It'll to warm. see what's under your Christmas tree. Very good. Thank you so much Sarah Wayne. Well done. Uh, low, low number of players, but first, well, I forgot I mean, to mention.
1: I wasn't here viewership. The Nielsen I, I saw the overnight Nielsen's. Did you? They weren't as good. Really? You and the NFL have a little bit of a
0: problem right now. I uh don't want to tell you anything, but we got a lot of good feedback from last week's show. Okay, no. I love you. I like the brother who I had to kill because he moved into a guard gated facility and he won't talk to me anymore. Right. Here, here's on a the, golf course. Here's the map. Excuse me, on a golf course. Here's the magic that happens as a part of this show. Yes, you can win a lot of these cool things, but here's where uh, groovy shit happens. Let's say you win one of these here visors. And you put it upon your your noggin like so. Mm. And then you take a picture. You know what it's like?
1: You remember remember the movie, the Chevy Chase movie, Christmas Vacation? Do I? It's like the Jelly of the Month Club. It turns into the gift that keeps on giving.
0: It turns into more of that, my friends. You put that thing on your head. You take a picture, you send it to me, and guess what happens? You become a part Well of the Galaxy of Gods. Hey, it's Steve. Steve! And, and, and then and Robert <laughs> and Christina and Annie and Don and Jackie and Ken and premature Michael and Sammy <laughs> and Mike you And we're rolling and through here. There's Eric. Those two are newists. nudists, by the way, who are yeah. and Scott B for victory. And Vicky and Bud, who's in the laptop? Shan not Chan. Carol from the UK, Bob and his wife. And there's a dog and Jimmy G. We're trying to roll through here faster than Michael, there is. Rob, and there's, there's Chris I'm, and there's your buddy Scott. Scott and hey Wayne and Brett's dad. And there's Mr. Testy. And there, of course, is Brett. Oh, that was close. Don't you feel like there's a little
1: asterisk when it comes to that? Like you, you gain immortality. But uh, listen, screen time may vary. Um, not all names guaranteed to be read. Yeah, it, it got a
0: little—it's uh, a little faster than we normally yeah. do it. Uh, if, you if become we, immortal, subject had, to the Vegas huh? for your terms
1: and conditions.
0: No, no. Had we had the heartbeat monitor, what we'd see is little, little Nikki's heart going. Oh, fuck! That could have gone a lot better. And we're hoping that he doesn't do a premature mm-hmm. click elation next time when he when we're trying to actually do this fucking song. Okay, here we go. Uh, so eight of eight. This is tougher than I thought, but God, the, the clues were pretty easy. The clues were uh, blue ribbon, blue ribbon, blue ribbon. Actually, the real clues were pretty <laughs> easy as well. I mean, come on, you know, if you're a cow and you get first place, you win one of these. Fuck, it's a blue ribbon. How mm. hard is that? Okay, anyways, mm. eight of eight. Okay, here we go. Are right, you ready? Where's my bag? Uh, the right. bar or the chicken restaurant? Uh, the well, it's both. That's right. It's like Cosmo. Oh. That, not you're thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking
1: downtown Summerlin.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, you might be. Yeah. So, number one, uh, Gary Romberg, Mr. Testy, one for the correct answer, one for being the first correct answer, and one for being in the live chat. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a triple threat. Is he right? that a boy? Is he really in there? Yeah, he is. Get that dude in there. Well done. I'm just ver- independently verified. I independently oh, already okay. verified. Get in there, big boy. Working on it. There's quite a few live chatters in here today. And the, the chat is, 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 is blowing up. Next up, we've got Dan Jaggers, Jags 53. One for the correct answer. Guess what? One for being in the live chat. boy, Danny. I'm going to give him an angel. Next up, we've got Monica Fagan, Binky 51. One for the correct answer. Guess what? One for the live chat. Or right, she called herself our, uh,
1: not requisite Canadian, but... Uh, She's from Chicago. Didn't she say something
0: about... Um, She's yeah. a previous winner. I met her and her husband. We, uh, we had our him had at uh, Golden Nugget. Next up, we have Andy in New Hampshire. I, I just got to say something for Andy. Andy has been watching our show forever. And I sure he's ever won ever so we're going to put him in a double just because this guy never gives up and i love that about new hampshire people so andy in new hampshire i'm putting you in because well it's my show mm-hmm. next up we've got bob thomas from st augustine what are you doing right there you wanted andy in, in twice you, i thought you put him in already oh well, you did you just did put pretty- him in twice. Oh, trying. you tried to do a triple you gotta watch That's, this lane guy i mean listen the guy's never won well maybe nah we, we, let's not get carried away uh, bob thomas from st augustine florida way to go brother next up we've got paul condor 954 one for the correct answer condor 954 one for being in the i'm telling you get yourself in the live chat get you send in a hadam thing get yourself in the live chat you have a chance to win Tens of dollars worth of content. Mm -hmm. Uh, Subject to terms and conditions. (laughs) Steve I uh, from uh, Michigan. Steve I, one for the correct answer, one for being in the live chat. He also writes, uh, it makes me very sad what happened in Vegas. Uh, I agree with that. I will tell you, though, that the, uh, the way the community has rallied around this has been fantastic. And then finally, Michael B. from Chicago, one for the correct answer, and then Michael writes. Michael says, Dear
1: Scott and fill in the blank, really, (laughs) fill in the blank, (laughs) and or Wayne, right. Uh, Had him answer from LILV number 312. Boom. Is Blue Ribbon at the Cosmo? Correct. Enjoyed the changeup and co-hosts, no Raider comments. Ouch! Wow. (laughs) Must I continue? I, yes. Scott, you may want to look up a song Ben Folds wrote while traveling through central Illinois. Uh, quote, on the way to normal, uh, Effington, artistic altercation, best uh, is the acapella version. It's a one joke song, but fun. Keep it coming. Michael B. from Chicago. I think he's doing Effington three, versus Effingham. One, two.
0: That's Probably. Uh,
1: this whole email was disappointing, to be quite honest.
0: I would say that uh, the Mike, email Michael. started off very strong. Let's, let's reiterate. Um, enjoyed the changeup in hosts. Hold on. Let me get a good sound effect for that. That would be this one. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that'll leave a mark. So you got a little whip there. No Raiders comments. Wow. Whip it good. That's good. Tomahawk said no. No, no. I think he says yes. Ow. <laughs> That's That'll leave a mark, big boy. Uh... And then the rest of it, it's its not nearly as fun as the part where I get to go. That's thats comedy gold right there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, am come right? on. Come on. I don't know. By the way, I'm glad that you're wearing an actually real Las Vegas theme mm-hmm. as opposed to the bullshit theme that you uh, know. Sure. We went and saw them... Um, uh this last week i, know, it was, I was hoping fast. to hear about it, it but fast. obviously some things well, happened yeah today's not the day yeah but it was fantastic here we mm-hmm. go <clears throat>
1: all right if it's steve i am throwing this out right or no michael no. Michael, b. michael b michael b
0: i hope it's michael because that'd be funny it's not ah! yeah. <laughs> no no it's not nope
1: uh i doubted they were in the chat i never should have doubted
0: them it was mr testy again Congratulations, Mr. Destiny. You are the winner. You get to wear uh, a hat or you get to have a drink on me. He's a previous winner, by the way. You know where we met? Uh, you with us?
1: No, that was uh, different. That was a golden tiki with someone else. It was
0: golden tiki. It was with... Who was that with? Well, he's in the chat. Who, did, who were you with? Nah, I didn't know. It wasn't you? What's that 10 mean? Oh, it was you? Oh, shit. Okay, we're good. Thanks. Atta, boy. Ten minutes. Okay, let's look at this week's. Have a drink upon moi. This will be a hard one. Mm. Hmm. Okay, hit number one. This new bar is situated between two ice rinks. Oh, I got it. a <laughs> boy. This you live here. This I new know. bar I is, was there. I was there about two days before you posted you were there. I Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. This new bar is situated between two ice rinks. Hit number two. You can watch the Vegas Golden Knights practice while drinking a beer, which we did on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what's interesting about uh, hockey, real quick. Uh, I, do you know much about hockey? Uh, I know enough to be conversational. Do you know what, like, uh, icing is? Yes. Offsides. I don't have the first fucking clue. Mm. Uh, so you, I watch hockey.: do red
1: lines and blue lines. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: I watch hockey and go uh, fast. hmm potentially violent.
1: I'm in. Remember in the '90s when Fox made the puck glow like a neon color? Oh,
0: I that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't it feels very random. Come to find out, it's not. Mm-hmm. There are plays in hockey. Mm-hmm. There are plans in hockey. Oh yeah. And if you watch practice? you see that. So we watched practice and went, holy crap, these people are actually doing stuff, mm-hmm. coordinated. They know what's going on. Pretty cool. All right, back to our uh, clues. So the, uh, like I said, the second clue was uh, you can drink a beer while watching the Golden Knights. And the number three clue is it's not named after an actress from one day at a time. It's now, you're not going... named after an actress from one day at a
1: time. Now for the fans out there and the, the potential entrance, I want to clarify. You're looking for not the name of the venue.
0: Name of the bar. Name of the bar. Which is esoteric-ish. Yes. In that... Well, it's actually a chain, I believe. Well, I think it is too. Mm-hmm. By the way, how interesting would it be to know how much it costs? Oh, we've got time. I'll talk about this. If we haven't got time for email. Remind me about box seats at uh, T-Mobile. Okay. Uh... So, yeah, I think this place might be a chain, but I don't know that it is, I've never heard of it before, have you? Nor have I. I've no. never heard of it before, but it's got a chainish look, but I don't think, like on their menu, I don't think they've got, oh yeah, we're here, and we're here in Poughkeepsie. See, on the, on
1: the reason I thought that is because I got a takeout menu, because I work just right across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wanted something to take back to show people. Yep. And on the back of the takeout menu, um, it said something to the effect of, it had the name of it, and then it said, uh, out of, it said they were out of Denver or oh, something.
0: Well, okay. That's interesting. Okay. What did I want to say?
1: Uh, about box seats.
0: Oh, okay. So we're, we're, we're about ready to wrap up. We've got about eight minutes to go. I, I want to tell you this story about the box seats at T-Mobile. So I have a friend who uh, knows a guy who bought a box seat at T-Mobile. Now, do we, uh, I have no idea what that cost. And do you know? I do not. I don't know. No. Let's let's guess. It was probably fifty grand all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, 56.
1: It was the number
0: of fifty six. Okay. How did you know that? Because well, he's the one who bought it. How do you know that? I wrote it. No, the fuck you did. How do you know that? I mean, did you hear that from somebody? Somebody that we were. But no, he was. He didn't know. He guessed, but he didn't know. No. We added it up to all together. Okay. what's so our guess was to get a box seat at T-Mobile Arena. It was probably fifty thousand-ish dollars. So my buddy comes in here a couple—I uh, was three or four days ago—and was talking about this friend of his who bought one of these things. And he said, "This has become a, become a business for him." I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, "He's renting this thing out. He is clearing six figures a year on renting out his box seat." I believe it. Wow.
1: I mean, I have plans to do that. Let me just say something. I have plans to break even on my Raider tickets.
0: Let me let me just say something about that. Damn it. I wish I was just a little bit smarter. Just a little bit. Not a lot smarter. But I wish I was just smart enough to think, if I invest $50,000, I'll make $100 a year. Boy, that would have been smart. $100,000. $100,000 a year. Yeah. I would have been in. I'll
1: tell you what. If you want to invest $50,000 with me, I'll make sure you get $100 a year
0: back. No, nope, $100,000. And so we were talking about the uh, alleged Raiders thing, and we were thinking it's probably $100,000 buy-in to get a, a a seat there, a box seat. By the way, these box seats at T-Mobile are 20 people, mm-hmm. which explains why he's making all this money. You're basically, you're talking about a suite, right? Yeah, it's 20 people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, just, I feel so idiotic not to go, how could I have not known that? And just... I could have come up with but, 50 well, grand. But well, he hasn't cleared that yet. Oh, he—he he sounds like he's in a uh, a pretty good place, profitable. I got this little wing over here that I'm a little uncomfortable mm. with.
1: Because I I have some serious doubts about the uh, the quality of the hockey we're going to see this year.
0: Well, that's so interesting. We got four minutes. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, Raiders, hundred thousand dollars. I can't cover that. God damn it! But I wish I could. But my my buddy's like, oh yeah, he'll buy one of those too. Fuck! All right, Maybe I can get like a piece of that. Uh, um, what's that called? Um, like a share? Yeah, but there's a thing for that. Uh, okay. Be a right. partner. What's it, what's it? What were you going to say? What
1: were you just talking about? Uh, about the... the um,
0: oh, my God, what happened? Seats. Ah! Oh, the quality of hockey. Ah! This is... I, I don't disagree. In four minutes, we're going to say this. How are we doing? Is, is it four minutes? Am I right? Okay. So the preseason, they, were, they started off 2-0. and and they were two and one, and they're. I think they ended up being three, two and one.
1: I thought they lost all their
0: preseason games. No, no,
1: no, 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 not at all. Oh, at home they 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 no, won no. at home though.
0: No, well, <laughs> maybe, mm. but they are. I think they're three, two and one. I think they were basically fifty percent. It was their preseason. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to get the shit beat out of them because you know there's the people who are not being protected by all these other teams. I thought this is going to be brutal. But we're going to support them because you know they're our team and gun plus mm-hmm. They're actually a pretty good team. Uh, but yes, I think they've not done well uh, locally at our T-Mobile beautiful arena. Okay, that's it. Anything else, you guys? No. Uh, continue People, to
1: represent well, Vegas.
0: Uh, the fans were fantastic for the first game. They, they will be a so. Greg thinks they're going to be a 500 team.
1: Oh, I don't think so.
0: Oof, they won't be that bad. I Oof. bet them he oh so we've got people in the live chat who already bet them 200 to 1 oh wow there's no chance you're going to make any money on that kid friendly vegas <laughs> that's funny all right uh that my friends is it <dwelling> Nope.
1: Yeah. m that my friends is it
0: no. Yeah, I did. But you should know, it. that doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Fucking two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. That
1: was the only mistake you made. Mm. Join us in the after show as we no. continue to stroke out
0: Nick. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, you can do so by sending an email to honorq at or you can send to our GoFundMe so we can make sure that we get a pacemaker for Nick. Mm. Uh, or get one of those uh, was, that his, was that his first mistake?
1: Nope. We need the ones where you stick it that right on the chest. That was a big one, no. Okay. Just...
0: Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. You go to our homepage. You click a little thing on the t- side, and it brings up a box, and you click on it. You have a microphone on your computer. Guess what that means? All of a sudden, you're sending us a voicemail because you're magic. Oh, we're on all the social media stuff, the Facebook, the YouTube, the Twitter, the hell it is. Uh, iTunes. If you're watching us on iTunes, or you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a 5-star review. Uh, YouTube, give us a thumbs up, share us with your friends, we're on Roku, with over 73,000 uh, channel installs. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple, Google, and Fire TV, Google Play, and of course, the Vegas Video Network.com website. I'm Scott, that there is your buddy, Wayne. Oh, I was, going, oh, I was oh, hoping you say I thought you were going to go, Wayne, buddy. Wayne and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Take care, everybody. Now, go. Yeah, well, I'm sure <laughs> I couldn't be more sure. <laughs> Where's the Zima, Wayne? I still have three six-packs at home. And you know what? That means that there are three six-